0: about a script what were you gonna say you don't remember I don't know it's okay was... I distracted <laughs> you. I was like over here the bible. you asked
1: me if we were gonna use a bible for this and uh... no I'm I didn't know exactly what to do anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't That's know. That's the question.
0: Do we have to give credit to John Henderson?
1: Should we? For have? all
0: of the ideas, because let's be real. It's not... <laughs> no, it's not all.
1: It's here's, ideas. here's what I'll say. Um, I think this is an objective truth. That okay. <laughs> all of my good ideas are actually yours. So, <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, so welcome to like Highland Group Cast. Uh, I'm Jeremy and this is I'm Emily. Emily, hey, here's here's the thing. I I I want people to know about you. Why don't you tell people a little sure. bit about you? Specifically where you're from and where Oh, you where went to I'm school. from because
0: you love to pick on me about that. I it's do, just yeah. jealousy and insecurity on your part, but oh, that's jealousy. okay. Um, I am from Athens, Georgia. Grew up there and went to the University of Georgia, go dogs. Moved here five years ago with my husband Mark and our son. Um, yeah, almost five years ago. And he's a professor at Baylor. So uh, we love the bears now um, almost as much as we love the dogs. No, we really love the bears. We love Baylor. Um, so we love being in Waco. I've worked at Highland. Um, on and off for a few years but it's just fun to be a member here and a part of this body it's been a highlight for us in our time in Waco for sure
1: um so you said you work on and off is it because you get tired oh. a lot or <laughs> no, and then they change their mind that or?
0: sounded really bad no
1: it's like a bad breakup <laughs> so that
0: boyfriend that you can't get away from. No, I worked with the college ministry, had the privilege of working with Drew Humphrey and doing discipleship with the college girls for uh, a school year. And then we were placed with a precious little foster baby who is now our adopted daughter. Uh, But in the midst of that, felt like the Lord was leading me to to focus on our home and you know, kind of being there for Mark as he was working towards tenure, which he's still working towards, which is awesome. Uh, But just kind of in the middle of all that, just felt like the Lord was me to to spend more time at home, and um, and then he led me back to Highland. So now I'm working as the small groups coordinator with you. I don't know if you know that, but
1: you are. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Uh, I feel like um, you bless me by shaming me all the time. Like you're so. Good <gasps> what does that even job. mean? I, I, it's not I, just purposeful. You're, you're so incredibly good at your job that I just feel horrible at mine, and that blesses me. So. Um, I mean, honestly, your wins are (laughs) our wins. So we're winning together. Yes. Uh, But speaking of winning... Uh, In our conversations with our leaders, we've had some things come out. So why are we actually doing this podcast? Um,
0: So kind of in our conversations with leaders and with church members and just with each other of noticing how, you know, in general, I feel like uncertain times or uh, suffering can kind of remind us of our own weakness and I don't know, fragility is the right word as people. And so things can typically bubble up from our hearts when pressure points are pressed, you know, whether that's frustration or anger depression, anxiety, or even just having to make heavy decisions, you know, about jobs or about uh, employees, businesses, you know, school decisions, all of the things. And so I feel like, you know, this is a time um, when we as Christ followers have the opportunity to step up and the responsibility to care for the souls of others. And so I feel like we've talked about, you know, what does that mean for members of Highland? How do we offer biblical guidance and wisdom and care to those who are in need.
1: Yeah, so. which I think is great. I mean, honestly, um, I think something like a podcast, we, we could record a few things, we record a few episodes, um, we could throw those out and then be done with it because, you know, global pandemic, why, why not do right. uh, a podcast? But I think kind of the hope and the heart behind it um, really is that this becomes a platform where we can equip and we can train because that's that's our role biblically right mm-hmm, to equip for sure the saints for the work of ministry and so uh specifically though over the course of the next is it eight or nine I, eight, I never get the eight number.
0: or well we've talked about a ninth but that's going to be a fun surprise for everyone if we decide to do it <laughs> <laughs> right now it's eight <laughs> so eight, eight weeks
1: uh really just talking about what it looks like to walk with uh your people uh specifically for our leaders to walk with people through pain and suffering but and uh, this actually isn't just for leaders. This could actually be for, it should mm-hmm. actually be for anyone who calls themselves a believer. Uh, I think we're at a point right now where everyone um, in some way or another is walking through uh, pain and suffering. Now it's to varying degrees. Um, but everyone is also walking with people who are going through uh, different types of pain and suffering to varying degrees. And so we want to know how to um, counsel people from the scriptures mm-hmm. to give good, wise, godly—if you don't like the word counsel, we'll just call it advice—because mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I think I said in a video that I haven't posted yet that I need to uh, is what people need right now more than they need our best advice is they need the wisdom mm-hmm. of God, and so. Right. And I was
0: going to ask you about that. So one of the things that you talk about often is just the sufficiency of scripture to speak into these issues. So, um, you know, I don't know if we're going to talk about that later in the podcast, but I feel like talking about the value of Scripture and its relevance to speak to every situation uh, that people in Waco and, um, you know, everywhere <laughs> that we're going to be facing in the days ahead. And <clears throat> I think that, you know, the understanding and that belief of is Scripture enough? Is it sufficient to speak to the, the all of the things that are going to be bubbling up?
1: Yeah, I think so. And so when I think about it, um, it if you've, read, um, or can, can I borrow my Bible? Oh, sure. Just gave you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you read first Corinthians 15, I think we get, um, just this idea of, um, Paul's understanding of the gospel, right? And so he says, I delivered to you, um, as a first importance, what I also received that, uh, Christ, uh, died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was, buried. On the third day, he was raised uh, in accordance with the scriptures. And so uh, you've got this idea of the gospel, and we always want that to be central. And so what mm-hmm. we would say is that the gospel has the power to change and transform. But then uh, you get these other places like um, Acts 20, 27, right, where um, Paul says, hey, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not going to see any of you anymore. Right. I'm about to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to prison. But I have not held back from um, preaching to you, from giving mm-hmm. you the whole counsel of God. Uh, in Romans 6, he says um, that you um, have submitted yourself in obedience to the standard of teaching of the apostles in 1 Timothy uh, 6, he talks about the uh, int- uh, guarding the good deposit mm. that's been entrusted. So it would seem, uh, kind of from Paul, that you've got this very central thing, which is the gospel, that Christ died for mm-hmm. our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised from the dead on the third day, that he was seen by many, that he ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of God right now. That's, that's central, that's primary, it always has to be. Uh, but then, when we think about the whole council of Scripture, we think about all of the things that go into that. And John Piper, uh, I think, describes it really well. And he he says this, that when he thinks about the whole council of Scripture, that he thinks about it, um, number one, as the thing that protects. And so we always want to guard that good deposit. We want to guard that gospel. It's the thing that explains. And so we mm. can look into the Scriptures and, and, and kind of get some... Uh, clarity on the things that the gospel actually does in the heart and Mm -hmm. the life of a believer, Uh, and then it applies, right? And so we're able to take the good news of the gospel, to take the truths that uh, we are who Jesus says that we are now because of everything that he's accomplished for us through the cross, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so we're able to apply those things now as we seek to walk out our faith. And so when we're talking specifically about people who are walking through pain and suffering, um, and, and there's all kinds of suffering, right? right? Like there's suffering because uh, of your own sin, of mm-hmm. poor choices that you're making. There's suffering because of someone else's sin against you. And then there's suffering uh, because we live in a fallen world that's just been broken mm-hmm. and marred by sin, but the reality is every single one of those things, um, the problem isn't something outside that's pressing in. It's something inside that's mm-hmm. spilling out. And so uh, when I used to do recovery, we would always say it this way, that the heart of the problem is a problem of the heart. So as mm-hmm. we're walking with people through pain and suffering, what we don't have the ability to do is to take that away. Mm-hmm. Right? We, right. We can't take that away from them, but what we can do is to help them guard their hearts, to help them protect their understanding of the gospel, to Mm. explain how the gospel and how Jesus is still good and kind and loving, even in the midst of suffering, Mm -hmm. and then to help them apply that truth to their present circumstance so that, so that, not so they'll be out of that circumstance, so that their responses and their heart toward the Lord Mm. um, will be different. And then they're able to find joy so when Paul says something crazy like I don't consider uh, this light and momentary affliction worth comparing to the eternal weight of glory that it's working in me what we can say is God is using your suffering none mm-hmm. of it is wasted none of it Um, is pointless. It is all doing something, and we know Mm. that the something that it is doing is conforming you into the image of Christ.
0: Absolutely. No, that is so good, and I, you know, even think about yesterday, um, you know, I got to talk with a dear friend about some things that I'm struggling with, but throughout the whole conversation, you know, I even felt my tendency to focus on, you know, the things that I wanted fixed, and again, you know, there's nothing wrong with necessarily wanting a solution, and that's why people look for guidance, they look for wisdom, Um, whether it's a situation that's hard or a emotions that they they want changed or, uh, you know, behaviors that are unwanted, Uh, you know, oftentimes in those conversations, the focus can be so on me and on myself and on the issue or on the thing that I want changed and that, you know, one of the things that my friend even did yesterday was constantly remind me of the cross and, and put my eyes on Christ and that he's, you know, I feel like anytime we give wisdom and counsel to someone that he is to be the primary point of the conversation. Um, and so helping to helping the person that we're talking to redirect their eyes to Christ and who he's done, who he is and what he's done for us and accomplished for us on the cross is, you know, the greatest way that we can love a person, I think, and the greatest way that we can really serve them in offering guidance. Um, no, that's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, you know, when we teach, we do a, a class an intro to biblical counseling class by, uh, written by John Henderson, shout out. Uh, who was my counselor for a little while, and I, I love that. I always say that I love and hate uh, the real. The reality is, I hate my sin, and I love John because he's really good at. Uh, he was really good at helping me get to uh, the bottom of it, and um, and so as we uh, kind of teach that intro to uh, biblical counseling, or really, it's just an intro to good solid mm-hmm. discipleship. Uh, we always use a little acronym. We use real, R-E-E-L, right? And so we always say that uh, any godly wisdom and any godly counsel uh, will first be R, rooted in God. So uh, we know that he's the creator of all things, that he's the one who thought it up. He's the architect behind it. Uh, and so he knows how it functions best. And so we always want our counsel to be rooted Uh, in God we always want to exalt Jesus he is the Savior there's nothing else that's gonna do that for us there's nothing else that's gonna sustain there's nothing else that's gonna satisfy Uh, and so rooted in God exalting Jesus empowered by the Spirit we know that our primary ministry is uh, people who are walking with other people is one of prayer because we don't have the ability or the power to change hearts or to change lives or to change situations or circumstances and so we want it to be empowered by the Spirit. Our primary ministry is a ministry of prayer. Uh, and then finally, we want it to be loving. And a lot of people, they have a they have a weird and maybe sometimes unbiblical mm. idea of what loving is. And so right. sometimes you have to reteach what it means to be loving. That means that in gentleness, in humility, we engage people um, with the truth of Scripture. And sometimes uh, that can be painful but mm-hmm. it's all the time what we find is that uh, as uh, we take the scriptures and we allow the scriptures to kind of read us to shine mm-hmm. a light on the things that are going on in our heart and as painful as that may be when we then are able to kind of apply the balm of the scriptures that uh, over that wound maybe that the scalpel mm-hmm. of the scriptures is made uh, we find hope we find healing And ultimately, I think what we find is encouragement. So we want to be rooted in God. We want to exalt Jesus. We want to be empowered by the Spirit. And uh, most importantly, always, not most importantly, but <laughs> <Always>. as importantly, <laughs> always, we want to be loving.
0: No, I love that. And even, you know, so our words are loving, but, you know, one thing that you talk about a lot is, is just how, like, you know, even the way we speak is to be, you know, seasoned with salt, I guess mm-hmm. Paul says. I don't, remember, I don't know. I should know this. <laughs> scripture, somewhere that it is might written. It be in the Bible somewhere. Somewhere it is written that we are to speak as seasoned with salt. So, you know, what does that mean as far as, you know, the way that we can communicate truth um, to the people that we're ministering to?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question, especially for a guy whose love language is sarcasm. <laughs> um, I, I think over a, the course of a very long time, and I don't, I don't like to consider myself uh, really old, but um, <laughs> a lot of people are calling me that now because I'm 41, almost 42. Wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, I've found that uh, as funny as I think my sarcasm is, um that it also wounds a lot of people and the mm. other thing that it does uh, is it makes it hard for people to tell when i'm being serious oh this is so so like, accurate yeah no. and,
0: <laughs> it's right. okay but i'm also kind of the queen of sass sometimes so, yeah. I, get so I get it i, to I get it am i am
1: serious about this or am i joking is this mm-hmm. just sarcasm and so for me i've really had to learn to especially in situations where i'm dealing with people one that Uh, maybe I don't know as well, or two, Mm. um, that I'm walking through uh, particular difficulties with um, that that sarcasm has to go, and it Mm -hmm. may be my default, and it may be the thing that uh, makes me feel comfortable. A lot of times, it's just the fallback. I'll be self-deprecating. That's that's probably where my sarcasm lands more than anything, Um, but I've also had to pair that back, and um, and really, I think learning to speak in love, to speak seasoned with salt means that I have to learn how to listen, hmm. not to figure out how I'm going to respond, right? but to actually hear uh, someone's heart. And so when I speak truth uh, or when I seek to speak truth, all the time, I'm just saying to myself, gentleness, humility, gentleness, hmm. humility, gentleness, humility. I do not want them to feel as though I am... Um, judging them harshly hmm. um, uh, you, I don't think you can get around um, you're, you're having to apply some sort of judgment right right Whether it's um, hey I hear what you're saying but according to the scriptures you're off here right for sure um, but then I think the beauty of it is being able to rest in the scriptures too so if mm-hmm. I'm calling someone to account over their sin I'm never doing that because I'm like, hey, bro, you're prideful. (laughs) You're you're being prideful. Right. What does that look like? But uh, what I always want to do is to be able to take them to the scriptures and point to outward, explicit Mm. sin, right? Uh, And if it's uh, cases of doubt or disbelief, I try and be incredibly gentle about that because we all have doubts, Hmm. right? We all have uh, these moments of fear and we all have these moments of anxiety and we all have these moments where... Um, our flesh wants to take over and so um, you know I, I think understanding that you are a sinner mm, and Savior will um, kind of help curb any um, right any aggression that you want to go with. with.
0: Absolutely. And I know one of the things that and I guess it's my pharisaical self, maybe (laughs) how self-righteous and uh, prideful I can be. But it's easy to forget how compassionate Christ was to me, but also is to me every day. And I think if I can remember the grace that Jesus has to me, has towards me, it'll be easier. It's easier to speak gently and and with humility uh, to others who are also in need, Um, you know, that we are literally just instruments of the Lord um, who are also, you know, needing biblical guidance in areas, um, hopefully being used by him to do that for others. So,
1: yeah, I I always think, uh, you know, when you read the Gospels, it's really incredible how Jesus can say some really, really hard things to people, but it never seems like it's like oh, <laughs> you have little faith. Right. How long am I going to be here? But I he continually,
0: t- continually bears with them. Like I even yeah. think about Judas, you know, we just finished studying Mark and how uh, he walked with Judas. He chose Judas. He loved Judas just as much as he loved the other 11. Uh, and he w- allowed Judas in on a lot of all of his ministry for those three years, even though he knew what he was going to do, even though he had ordained for that to happen, you know, <laughs> and just to see God's grace, even in that and, and Jesus's compassion and his love towards him. And um, yeah, so I love that.
1: Yeah, I mean I think the only the only people you ever really see Jesus get sideways. Can you can you say Jesus got sideways? I don't know.
0: I feel uh, like I mean he He,
1: <laughs> can he you had say righteous got sideways with anybody in Yeah, Laco? I don't know. You say, do people still say that? I'm, the only people that Jesus really ever got sideways with. You are 42
0: you at, said, right? Or almost right. 40 something like that. Uh,
1: that he got cattywampus with. <laughs> Uh, Were the Pharisees right? The religious, the the self righteous, who needed a reminder that
0: they were cattywampus? Because we all get cattywampus.
1: Yeah, it's in your Georgia. (laughs) In your Georgia, cattywampus is totally a word. It sounds super great (laughs) when you say cattywampus. Mm It's all upside down. Yeah, but I mean, but other than that, outside of those things, you see Jesus treating people who are just dumb absolutely (laughs) such gentleness and such humility Mm -hmm. and so uh oh that the lord would do that in my heart um because i'm not great at it at times i'm not great at it but uh but really i mean as our leaders and as uh people of highland are really seeking to to love others we're hoping that um just over the course of the next several episodes but Uh, Really kind of beyond that, that uh, this will be a place that they can look to find ways that they Mm -hmm. might interact with people uh, biblically, Mm -hmm. which we all have to learn. Right,
0: Right. and we all interact with people. We all relate with people, you know, as quarantined as we are. We still... (laughs) have relationships to keep up. And we're quarantined with people that we have relationships with. And so, you know, even in those moments, learning how, uh, you know, to, you know, even examining ourselves, that our emotions, our behaviors, um, you know, all of these things are often indicators of something that's going on, on a heart level. And so when we're communicating with people that, you know, that are in need of guidance and counsel, uh, to kind of walk with them through that to see, okay, what are the things that make you most frustrated? What are the things that make you most anxious and why is that and kind of taking them to the scripture uh, with that because ultimately the goal is to see okay the thoughts the motivations the intentions that are evident uh, are coming from somewhere and so i think to help them look at their heart and to see okay how how is my heart aligning with scripture and how can you know i submit more to the spirit's power in in my desire to be changed and transformed um i think it's a is and again that's a call i love that you said earlier that it's a call on all believers it's it's you know it's a ministry that he's given all of his followers.
1: Yeah. So how often like if you had to if you had to pin it down to like an actual time or like I remember, <laughs> okay. how how much of your week would you say you spend trying to encourage or give godly uh, counsel or wisdom? how much of well right
0: now that? it's major. the majority of my counsel goes to three little ones who are under the <laughs> age of six <laughs> one of them he's like so excited about turning six in about a month so it's almost may which means yeah he's so excited so i feel like daily with those three for sure um you know and it definitely it it, it, it sounds you know sometimes i think it can sound intimidating you know these big words of counseling or guiding someone in their to their heart, you know, and, but really, it's just it's a habit of a lifestyle that we as believers can can learn to develop. Uh, but to answer your question, I feel like, you know, it depends on where I'm at. But in friendships, you know, with my, you know, with family members who I love dearly, or, you know, a- any kind of relationship, it's an opportunity. To point someone to the cross, to Christ, to to bring their attention back to the truth of scripture. Um, and so I feel like it's probably all the time. Well, it's, it should be all the time. But let's be real. It's not because I'm human and have plenty of issues. So. <laughs> how how much of your conversation?
1: Hardly how about that? Hardly any. Hardly. <laughs> hardly it, any. Um, he, here's what I would say to that. I... Uh, I, I find for me that it's kind of my default. Like people think I'm a little bit weird and awkward because I have a hard time with just small <laughs> Oh, talk. totally you do. Uh, and so I have a tendency to kind of push conversations to a level that some people aren't quite willing or ready to go.
0: My favorite is how when you when somebody says, you say, how are you doing? And I say, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. And you say, really? You're good? Why are you good? What's going on? And I'm like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So...
1: Uh, There's an example, yeah.
0: but it's because that's your counselor's heart. Your <laughs> yeah, my
1: my pastor heart and my social awkward <laughs> no. uh, socially awkwardness won't allow me to do it, I, and I'm just I'm just not. And so, uh, honestly, I feel like I spent a really long time hiding and not really being mm-hmm. known, and so uh, I've figured out a long time ago how to do that incredibly well. Uh, what I'm still working through <laughs> is how to uh, get to authentic uh, more quickly without making it strange for everyone. But what people <laughs> say is, when people say that... It's
0: a gift, Jeremy. And they
1: do say it, they say, you're awkward. And I'm like, I'm not no, awkward. No, but it's good. You feel you're... awkward around me. And that's okay. <laughs>
0: so. No, it's a It's a gift.
1: Yeah. Well, um, this is hopefully kind of episode one of a podcast that we'll keep going. Uh, We have several uh, over the next eight weeks planned for you. Uh, The first one being over prayer. And so again, if our primary ministry here uh, into people is one of prayer, we want to know how we use that uh, as we seek to counsel wisely from the scriptures. But then Um, we want to know maybe how to practice that. And so we'll be talking about prayer. uh, And then we will talk about, I believe, counseling with grace Mm -hmm. and truth. That's the plan. Uh, Because you got to have both of those things. If you have grace and no truth, that can lead to some pretty hairy things. And you have truth and no grace, and that can lead to a lot of people just not wanting to listen to or be around you. (laughs) Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit how you go after people's hearts. Uh, what that looks like and then some specific troubles which uh, I think we probably are all dealing with in the moment such as fear, anxiety, anger, depression, grief Mm -hmm. and loss and so uh, we we just want to be able to equip you well to walk through uh, those various situations and then what happens after that eight weeks? I don't know I'll let Emily decide. Oh it'll be glorious.
0: We're gonna Save that for later. <laughs> Make you wonder for a while. Just keep you hooked.
1: All right. Well, Emily, you got anything for them?
0: I don't. Spe- no knowledge of
1: wisdom? No. To drop on them?
0: <laughs> no knowledge of wisdom or wisdom. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'm Jeremy.
0: And I'm Emily.
1: And we'll see you next time.